It doesn't feel like 2022. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm feeling 22. That's the only Taylor Swift reference you're going to get this year because I hate her. Um, I don't hate her. I just like. You don't like having to listen to her music? No, I will give her credit. I like through her stuff. Like I'm like, oh, you're, you, that song, that song, 22 was a cute fucking song. Mm. I just think that she's fake. But that's neither here nor there. Hey, guys, watch her not with Jay and MJ. I'm Jay. I'm MJ. Look at my fingernails. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just started looking at my hand. And I was like, hmm. This is a great start to season three. I know you're welcome. Oh yes, it is season three. I feel guys. the energy. Season three. Look at us. This is super exciting. Um, so I hope everybody survived Corona Christmas because <laughs> uh, Omicron came for everybody. That is a package you do not want to unwrap. Came for everybody. Return to sender. I luckily dodged that shit. See, I'm very scared to like. I've been masking up again. I do not want to. Even chance getting that. See, I've been without the mask for so long that I'm like, damn it, I should have put a mask on. And then I forget about it and I'm like, fuck. So I've got to get back on board with that. Like, even my barber has been like, hey, I'm going to need y'all to mask back up next time y'all come in here. And oh, it's fine. Okay. Which I'm fine with. Well, my wife's work, they literally have put out a, the office is closed. I know it's open office. You can come in if you want, work from the office, work from home. No, we're closing it. You're work from home. Yeah. Some places they'll do that. They shall not be named. <laughs> um, so uh, today, you guys, uh, first off, uh, for our season three premiere, um, we are going to discuss um, the Harry Potter 20-year reunion special. Yep, yep. HBO Max. And it's not quite a hot off the binge, but we're going to discuss uh, a video game series that I've been binging over the holidays, uh, which should be fun. And for our review today, we are going to review Hawkeye. Well, so let me ask before we jump into anything, mm -hmm. it, since Hawkeye is kind of a holiday theme, it's the holiday Disney show. Sure. Did you do anything fun for New Year's? Anything fun for Christmas? No. Well, that was uneventful. It was an Omicron Christmas when I, when <laughs> I was going no fucking where. These people out here talking about, I don't want to get COVID. And I'm like, yeah, you don't want to get COVID, but you're over there licking doorknobs. Like, you can't be doing that shit. You just can't be out and about. People running around talking about, my throat feels funny. It's like, bitch, do you know the symptoms of Omicron? Throats feeling funny is part of the Ex symptoms. That's of been the Omicron. symptom since like the beginning of Corona. Like, stop, calm down. Like that shit ain't strep throat. If it's strep throat, then you don't need to be out here like that. So I don't know. It's just no. I didn't. Um, I didn't do too much. It was just. It's all my Christmas is always like a small family thing with me anyway. Yeah. So it's very, um, very low key. Very. The more you know, intimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think total, maybe like eight of us. Did you get any magical gifts? Um, I did get a trunk from Harry Potter. Oh, I see what I did there. Yeah, I saw what you did there. Um, <laughs> I did get a trunk from Harry Potter from the New York store, which is kind of cool. I meant to actually bring some of stuff to show you. Um, which is kind of cute. It comes with like it comes with a letter. Okay. Like addressed to you, mm -hmm. and it's got the little rubber stamp on the back. You know the Hogwarts stamp. Oh, like it's sealed. Like it's sealed. Oh, like an envelope, like on parchment, and then on the inside, it's like. It's like, dear, you know, whatever, uh, we're happy to say that you're accepted to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. It's like a whole thing. And like the second page is like, here's all the stuff that you need to bring. Like you need to bring it out. And like, it's very, it's very cute. Oh, that's um, super awesome. And then since I'm slithering, I had like a scarf in it. I had some gloves. Uh, the gloves are baby size, but it's fine. Um, so wait, can you like search this online and order? Is there like a Harry yeah, Potter store? There's the Harry Potter store in New York. Well, like a big, I get, huge store. Yeah. But like, is there yeah. a website? Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, and then had like a trunk, like a wooden kind of trunk thing with my name on with my initials on it. 
and there was a there was a Slytherin wand in there, like another wand. How many does that make for you now? Three. So I have two. Two. And like a cute little pin. I'm gonna use a cute little um, keychain. Um, sorry, it's on my keys. And mm. no, it was it was really just like I mean I mean, I mean it's it's really just a it's really a thought gift. Like this is stuff that I, I love. This kind of shit. Will I wear that hat? Maybe. Well, I wear that scarf. Actually, the scarf was pretty cute. I don't say if I think you had the scarf in the picture you sent me, which looked great. Like I would wear that if I had the Gryffindor yeah. version. Yeah, I would. The hat is a little more. It's got. A, I'm not very comfortable wearing toboggans yet. Okay. I'm still trying to, you know, feel out if I like that. I feel like my I feel like my head is too round. No. For those, I'm not. I'm not like you have a longer face. Like it would look good. Like it, it extends the head a little bit. I think that one did. I think I think I did myself a disservice by having uh, by having a. Uh, uh, Hunter Handmade Co. make me not the thin hat. Oh, we're making a thicker one. Yeah. So it's not slouchy. I would. I should have got. I should have gone with the thinner slouchy version. That kind of got off subject, but you know what I mean. You can always order another one. I know, and then I, I, but then I'll have then I'll, then I'll have four hats because then I, I have one the one from work, <laughs> and then I'll have a Slytherin one. And I'll have that one. So I'm like, you don't have to suffer through. I don't want to. I don't want to get anything that would, might make this cold weather continue. What about you, Christmas and shit? Um, I honestly didn't really do much. So it was my niece's first Christmas. So we kind of just stayed in town mm-hmm. and did first Christmas. Um, well, no, let me rephrase. We finally went to Richmond for my wife's like grandparents and that side of the family. Um, so we did like Christmas Eve there mm. and had dinner, open presents. Everybody got like one or two. And then Christmas was actually like in town at my in-laws so we could see my niece for the first year. Or for her first legitimate Christmas. Because mm-hmm. she was born so close to Christmas last year. It was very mm-hmm. hectic. Um, but it was cute. She got like a little stove. Like a little little Tykes was the brand stove. Easy bake oven. <laughs> but uh, they have it to where like when you turn on the burner, a red light comes on and you hear sizzling. And it had like a skillet with like bacon and eggs and a steak. And had like cookies and a sheet tray you could put in the oven. And if you open the oven, a light came on. So it was pretty much a functioning uh, stove. Minus the heat components. That's cute, actually. Well, the funniest part was she knows what cookies are. So she saw the fake cookies, and the whole day she was trying to eat the cookies. And we're like, mm-hmm. those aren't real cookies. She's like, mom, 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 cookies. I was like, no, 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 whatever. It's, you're just going to keep doing it. Not my kid. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually uh, in my little Harry Potter thing. There mm-hmm. was a little a stuffed uh, Edwig. Oh. Jax was determined. Oh, I'm sure. Like a couple of times, I was like, "Where did, where did have I'm like, Jack said, it's not a toy for you. Like he is trying to. He was like, he was like, that's fluffy and it's soft. That looks like a toy for me. And was like, he like no. stealing it back to his crate? He, no, he kept trying to take it. And I'm like, no, this isn't for you. Like I wasn't paying attention. I was like, what are you look? What are you jumping at? And he was. I'm like, no, you can't have this. This is not for you. And he's like, but it's a soft <laughs> toy, so it, it looks like it's for me. It <laughs> resembles Foxy, and it resembles I forget the other one she, that Jack has. Gigi and Gray Bear. Yes. I gotta replace those. They're so gross. Uh, anything else? Um, no. The rest of it was just kind of swinging by a family's house here and there, just saying happy Christmas. Um, again, I'm at the age where most, if I don't get like a very sentimental gift, like kind of like what you got, mm-hmm. it's money. So, which I which I appreciate as well. Yes. Yeah, so speakers. I've I've outfitted mm-hmm. the uh, the office recording set here with some audio upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. So you guys. Um, 20 year anniversary of Harry Potter, uh, of the first movie being released. Mm-hmm. So it is not the 20th anniversary of the books. It's the 20th anniversary of the first movie, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And that released on January 1st on HBO Max. So 
obviously since we're Harry Potter nerds, uh, we were. And I actually think if you're not a Harry Potter nerd, it's kind of a cool thing to watch. Actually. I was gonna say the same thing. Even my like in laws who aren't super like that. I don't think they've. They may have read the books. I know my mm-hmm. mother in law has, but I know my father in law has. They really liked it. Yeah. I think they enjoyed the kind of like behind the scenes, like understanding how people were feeling, how people were thinking, what was going on during that time. Like mm-hmm. they enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I, I, if, if I have one, one criticism of the other thing, one, one, I'll give L- you one, literally one, because to me, and it's even really like a criticism I liked, it's kind of like a double edged sword. I liked the fact that it was super produced, but I also didn't like the fact that it was super produced. If they had like they had specific moments they wanted you to feel. Yeah, do you understand what, what I mean by by super produced? Like, oh yeah, like I think like because obviously you guys they're they're going back, and some of them weren't. Like I would have liked like at the beginning, um, we see like Emma Watson kind of walking into the Great Hall, like I would have loved, and we see a lot of her reaction after she walks in. I would have loved to have seen, like, her, Emma Watson, Daniel Radcliffe. Amber Bergrant all together kind of coming what well, seeing outside and kind of being like, Oh my God, this is where this is right. This is right. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I would, what I wouldn't more kid at moments like that. Instead of them sitting in the common room talking about yeah, things. Yeah. Like it was almost like they missed. It's like they missed the emotion of them seeing everything for the first time in so long. It's like they'd already seen it and they didn't record any of that stuff, and then they started recording, like, the interviews and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and it's kind of the same feels, so, like, when the Friends anniversary came through, and they walked them through, yes. and they it was, like, the first time they had been on set in so yeah. long, and they got sentimental, and they were like, this is where I had my notes here, and this is where I, like, that stuff. Those are the moments that I really wanted a little bit more of. Like, and, and they had one, and, and or, or one that I remember, and mm-hmm. one of those really good ones was, was after Emma Watson wants to the Great Hall, and she sees Tom Felton for the first time. Oh yeah, that to me was it was a real reaction because she was like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, like like you know. So that to me, I was like, "Oh, that's what I was missing more more of was that kind of stuff." That's all. See, that's my only criticism. Otherwise, I was all about it. the The only thing I can think of that maybe why they didn't is they had to. There's there's like the lot tour in London, which I think is where they shot this, or maybe in L.A. So they don't have every set still built. Like it's not like memorialized. Right. So them going like to Hagrid's hut and doing those and talking about that with him and stuff. I don't think Hagrid's hut's still put together. I think it's going to be, they have like the big sets, like the great hall, the common rooms, like the big ones that you were like had to build because they even talked about the stones in the great hall were legitimate stones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's the ones they probably never tore down. So they probably only really had five sets still up like the green guts bank right the great hall the common rooms and that was like the four or three and that, and, and, and that now it makes us that's why they didn't do that i just I, I think i just wanted a little bit more i wanted a little bit more emotion yeah it was like rupert grant to me in this maybe you thought something different it almost seemed like he cared but didn't care like he's like whatever i did this cool let's move on and i mean and and, and that's and i think that's a fine um stance to take for some people like i would expect some of them to do that um i will say that fred and george weasley I was like, look at y'all growing up and being cute. Like they were, I mean, they looked exactly like them, but they looked like, they looked like very handsome, sophisticated men. And I was like, I would totally get on board with you too. Their story though, about how they went to go audition. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, you know what? We were the only twins not in similar clothes. And they just literally went and bought two shirts that were the exact same off a rack. That 
yeah. is awesome. Yeah, like hearing stories like that, I did love. Like I, I enjoy like hearing the stories. I enjoyed that they were. Uh, I love that they visited with each director mm-hmm. and saw the director division and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. I didn't realize there was that many different directors. I don't think I did either. If I'm being honest, yeah. Um, did they skip over the the Dumbledore switch? They. <laughs> Yes and no. They glossed over it and then brought it back around when they memorialized all the people who had passed away. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the first Dumbledore and how he had the twinkle in his eye and how he really embodied Dumbledore yeah. before they went to. I just wish they would have... I mean, not that it's... But they when they talked about... Because they go through these... What they do, guys, is they, they basically kind of talk about each movie individually mm-hmm. in a way or each set of movies. They did like two movies directors. in a row, like chapter one, chapter two, and it was like right. one and two, three and, and four. When they talked about three, they talked about all the stuff that was different about it, stuff like that. And I, I go, well, three would have been a perfect moment to say not only are the movies darker, but we had to re- we had to relearn and dumb like it. You know, there were just some. You know, yeah, you, you could pick this apart and say that there's things you didn't that that you would have loved to see, but I think I think it served its purpose. It did, and now the thing is, I didn't realize that. Um, Ollivander had passed away. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, I can't think of his name. The, the Harry's uncle. Um, Vernon, yeah. Vernon Dursley. Oh, I didn't realize he had passed away. Mm-hmm. And then I think Professor Sprout, I believe, as well. And Narcissa, um, Draco's mom. Yeah, I the I when she like passed away yet last year, which mm-hmm. I don't really know her from anything, so I Me probably either. wouldn't have seen like a big like announcement. Yeah. But like yeah, I, like like when Alan Rickman passed away, like that hurt. Yeah. When the original Dumbledore because like I was young and I was like, "Oh my god, that is Dumbledore." Like that kind of hurt. And but I mean, I'd gotten over that cuz that was so many years ago. But like remembering Ollivander and and the Dursleys yeah. and like like that kind of almost made me tear up. Yeah. And then I I I also forget that that the guy who played Drickle's father is in a ton of shit. Oh, a yeah. A ton of shit. He's in um Sex, sex Education this past season. I mean, he's just all over the place. I can't remember his real name. But he, well, same with Voldemort's actor. Um, Ray Fonz. Yeah, Rafe. Is it Rafe or is it Ralph? I think it's Rafe. I'll, I'll uh, look it up. But no, he. yeah, he's in a ton of stuff too, which is which is really cool. And I loved like, I, I mean, the interview, like I really loved hearing about all of that stuff. It was it was actually really, 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 really cool to, to get like that behind the scenes look of everything and seeing how they, seeing these screen tests. So... I thought it was very, very, very cool. Very it's, well structured. It's Ralph. Is Ralph? Mm-hmm. I feel like I heard them say Rafe, but maybe not. Well, it's also like I feel like a lot of the, and I, I think they put it into in like perfect perspective that the kids, the ones that are playing Harry, Hermione, Ron, mm-hmm. didn't realize who all these great actors were. Like this, like right. who they got to grow up with. Yeah, and just growing there, and then realizing, like they said, as they grew and wanting to get more and more, and like, like okay, now treat like we're actually adults like treat us like an actual actor Mm -hmm. and growing up like that. I never even thought about that. Like, like as a kid, you're probably like, Oh, he's cool. He played Dumbledore. Like, but you don't know his credit list. Like that was cool to me. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I thought it was awesome. It's definitely worth the watch. If you have ever read a book, listen to an audio book, watch the movies, do yourself a favor, watch the show. It's great. Yeah. It's about four or five minutes. It's, it's, it's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very cute, obviously in my opinion, but you know, but we're also big Harry Potter nerds. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, next topic. Um, not necessarily hot off the binge, but a video game that I'm binging. So, what's the video game? 
Okay, first of all, let me just discuss this. This is what I do, you guys. I like to find, I like to hear something and be like, oh, this song is a jam. And I look up, I'm like, oh, this song came out in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> that was I mean, it's very true. That's what happened. I'm like, I'm like, this is new, you know? So I look up, so I've, I've burned, I've been burned a few times. So I look up when the song, I don't think I care as much anymore, but I, I'll look up when the song came out. So I don't, if it's summertime, I don't go out being like, yeah, you know, people are like, this song ain't new. Mm. This song is exactly 15 years old. You're welcome. Um, so actually it was suggested by a, a friend of mine and it's called Mass Effect. So to my knowledge, I've never played the series. Mm-hmm. There are three, correct? Correct. There was a legendary edition that was released on PS4 recently. Okay. And is that the collection of all three? Yes. Did you buy that? Yes. Okay. So you have one, two, and three. Yes. So my, I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> what I'm is getting this to line a of questioning. <laughs> so how far into those three are you? Are you still on number one? No. I Number one was actually right at about 30 hours. Okay. Which is really, which is nice. Um, It was like... I probably could have taken maybe another five, mm-hmm. honestly, um, if I'd really taken a little bit more time. Actually, maybe not, but maybe, maybe so. Um, there were a couple things that I didn't realize I should have been doing. Oh, really? And then I was like, oh, I don't want, it's too late in the game for me to do all this bullshit. So, like, you know, <laughs> like you have to visit planets and shit. Like, so, it's sort of a space. So, for those of you who haven't heard of it, Mass Effect is like a space game. Okay. Space game. It is a game set in like the future basically mm-hmm. and you are playing um a soldier named whose last name is shepherd okay and you know i love any unless you create a player so you create your player and shepherd is either female male whatever okay what have you and you pick your first name obviously but you're always your shepherd because you're i think they're you're shepherding you know people it's the whole thing oh you know, oh okay. i see you there oh you're welcome um so like so it's uh so you are um you get to pick like a backstory basically mm-hmm. so my backstory was like i'm an orphan my parents were killed on this raid on some planet whatever and there's like there's different black backstories did you, you decide so you created batman <laughs> well it was just it was, i mean you know yes maybe um and then you create like you get to say don't my person to be like full-on soldier or don't want him to be a soldier with technical ability or oh, that's nifty or a biotic who can do like you know, push and pull and mm-hmm. create warps, but also, you know, so you can kind of mix, don't want to be an engineer. Like you can mix these little pieces together and that, that those give you different, different powers or different, you know, abilities or different. Does that change the story at all? Or like, um, no, it, it just, it just changes what, what, what you're, what you're good at. Okay. Um, so that's kind of cool. But the other, what, but what really drew me in really was, you know, there are games that say your choices affect the game. Mm hmm. And sometimes you don't really, I mean, I guess it does, but this is kind of the first game where I felt like, oh, like they mean it. Like, cause I was like, cause I, I was making choices and like you get, like it's a lot of dialogue, obviously the dialogue, mm-hmm. is, the dialogue is pretty cool. Found out that the, uh, the, I haven't looked up the other voice actors, but there is uh, the pilot of the ship you're on. His name's Joker. Okay. Voiced by Seth Green. Oh, really? And I knew it immediately. I was like, that sounds like Seth Green. Oh, he's a very like, distinct voice. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that is him. Um, But it is like, so you, but you are basically for the first one, you are trying to stop this threat and you're, nobody believes you, the council of the alliance of other races, of the believe hmm. you. And by races, I mean like alien races. Like you're all like, they don't believe it. They're like, Ugh, whatever, it's fine. 
do whatever you need to do, whatever. Yeah, thing. I get it. So you're trying to build this team. So you have teams of like humans, teams of uh, Turians and Asari. And, you know, so you build these teams of people. And then every time you go on a mission, you choose two of these people to go with you. So you have like a squad that helps you on each mission. Well, that's cool. And you can control them like doing their powers or something. Mm-hmm. Or they'll just automatically, you know, mm-hmm. help or shoot, whatever. Which I thought was really, really cool. So you build relationships with these people as well. And I like it came to the part in the game. And I, I, I don't want to say. I guess it is kind of a spoiler, but the game, the first game came out in 2007, so come on. It's been a while. Like, yeah. it, we don't care about spoilers. Um, you can talk about it. And I was like, I was making choices about stuff, and I was kind of like, whatever, it's fine. And then it was like, um, I had sent one of my people to go help the front somewhere else. It was a big war. In the first game, game or the second game? The first one. Okay. And I was like, you go help this 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 team because you are more i was like you're more command you're more combat based so okay. i'm gonna send you over here and i'm gonna keep this person because we're technical we just we we need this ability for this i was like whatever it's fine and then at a certain point i'm like okay you're good right and i'm like yep and then i'm like i'm gonna go help the other front okay and as soon as you get halfway through it's like wait a minute we're about to get we're about to get pounded where my tech guy was with like you know, the they call them the Geth, which are organic machines. Oh, is that the bad synthetic guy? machines and stuff like that? Okay, and you see like a ship land where you just came from, uh, and you're kind of like, and it's kind of like, well, what do we do? And the other guy, the other person is like, look, I'll just do this. You go help the command. You go help the other person. The other person yeah. like, no, we're fine. We understand what we're over here for. Go help them. Uh, and it's like, who do you want to go help? See that's those are the games I love because I love when you have to like it makes you sit there and like analyze it, make a decision, yeah, and like depend on what storyline you choose. It like it's like a tree. It, you cut off a branch and you go this way, or you can, it, yeah. I love that. And then so I made the decision, and um, I was like, it's fine, it's whatever. And then I was expecting like that the other person would be like, we made it through, and it was like, no, that person died. They're gone. Oh like, yeah, my little squad tree. Their little, their little form, their little shape was the spotlight was out. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, "But wait, so they're not coming back?" <laughs> it was like, "No, they're dead." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then my um my friend who had played it was like, "Did you make this decision for this?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "You just killed that whole person's race." And I was like, "No, I didn't." He was like, "Yes, what? you did." And I was like. But I figured, I didn't think it was going to be that serious. He was like, no, you just completely killed their whole race. Like genocide. The whole race is gone. Yes. Like oh. the, the race was dying. Holy crap. And I made the decision to be like, look, there are bigger fish to fry at this moment. And that person was angry, but they were like, it's fine. You know, I get your point. I understand. Like they they, they were like, I don't really agree, what? but I'm going to side with you because you've been good so far. See, I didn't know I it was decisions I, like that. And, I, and I've started number two. And number two, like the person that died in mm-hmm. the first one like we remember them we're like i remember when they were so great and i'm like oh my gosh like it, so you can you can start number two blank yeah or you can import your, and i imported my character so you oh so all them, your choices are all brought- your choices come with you oh that's cool that's re- that's the cool part about it so i'm only about th- five or six hours into the second one and it's the graphics have gotten in it that they've changed the whole so it's really weird they've changed the whole like shooting pattern mm-hmm. and stuff like that because it's obviously updated but I'm really, really enjoying it. I really, really like it. And and the cool thing about it is like, I'm being kind of nice. Like you could honestly start, I could finish this, start over and be like a renegade, be like an asshole. 
or be a, or be a woman. And you do have romantic options and stuff like that as well. They don't really start having same sex options until the mm-hmm. third one. Oh, okay. But there are definite like romance options and stuff like that. See, this is the type of series I, it's gotten extremely great accolades throughout the years. And I've mm-hmm. heard people love this series. I've just never picked it up and you I should. really need to. You should. So there is a bundle package of all three. It's just one disc for PS4 though, but yeah. See, I, I wish they would do an upscaled like PS5 because I just, I know you can play PS4 games on there. I just don't want to take up my storage with a disc and do like but a it's PS4 not, game. It's, a, it's not a huge, huge game, but I would. I, I honestly, it's worth it. I honestly would think it is. And it was, I think, I think, I think it was maybe twenty bucks. Where'd you pick it up at? GameStop around Christmas, so it was, it was, it was cheaper. Okay, yeah, yeah. I might have to go look for it. I definitely get it. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss more because I want to it. But it was, it was super cute. Okay, you guys should really like think about that. If you're a gamer, like it was, it's just, you, if you're a gamer, you probably already knew about this game. <laughs> you you probably already played it, beat it, loved it, replayed it again. <laughs> yeah, you probably played it seven times and been like, yeah, great. Um, this guy's old, but I really <laughs> do. Um, I do enjoy. It. I, my, my guy's name is Diego Shepard. Oh, I, don't know. I always do this with 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 creative player games. I always create a guy who is not white, not black. They're always kind of like that weird, like a caramel. Yeah, they're always in that weird. Like, is is he Hispanic? Is he Italian? Is he you know like uh, Brazilian? So for, so for sure, he's uncircumcised. Yes, definitely. Okay. One, one of the one of the uncuts. <laughs> um, so I I don't know why I like to do that. I just for me, I'm like. I don't know why I do that. It's just it's just what I create when I create like a player. I'll, I I don't like to create me because I'm like it's a video game. I don't want me in the video game. I want somebody else. Yeah. So I always choose like right in the middle of that caramel color. And I'm like, so Diego, I was like Diego's a little Hispanical. So I don't want to say like you're living out your fantasies, but like you're living out an idea of something that's different than your life. Like by yeah. playing somebody different. That's the point. Like that's that's what I feel like creative players are. When people are like, I'm gonna scan my face into my game. I'm like, I get that for like maybe sports game and stuff like that. But for me, it's the video game. It's fantasy. I want to make somebody different. See, like, I, I don't do that. Normally, if, if this was 10 years ago, I would have created a lady or a woman and hmm. been like, I'm, I'm going to be a bad fucking bitch out here. Her name's going to be Veronica. Miss Mars. And she is going to be, be, be busty and voluptuous and she's going to kick some ass out here. Like, that's what I would have done 10 years ago, you know? Because that for me, it's kind of like, why would I want to pick like, there's always going to be a dude here. Let's pick a lady. Even when fighting games, I'd pick a woman, which is what I did. See, I, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I, even in like the Assassin's Creed and things where you have the option to play as a woman, mm-hmm. I still have not taken the plunge in choosing to play as a woman. I, I, yeah. All of them, well, maybe I did on the on the Odyssey one where I think I picked Cassandra. Well, see, I think for me, and we'll wrap this up with this, I think the reason why I, pick, I picked women mm-hmm. was because if you think about it, Maybe in the last five, six years, video games that, that let you create a player are just now starting to have those gay storylines. Yes. So I would pick a woman because I knew that if there was a storyline that involved a romance, she could be a romance with a man. And if you picked a dude, it was never going to be that, which is why when I played Assassin's Creed, the most recent one, Origins. No, not Origins. I'm sorry. Odyssey. Nope. No. Valhalla. Valhalla. Yes. When I played that one, you can. I chose the man because I knew that there were gay same-sex romance options pretty much they've opened up to like, if there's a romance option you can have it whether you're man or woman. right which which is why i think now i pick which is why i've switched over to picking the men because if, if there are romance options and there are same-sex ones then i'm like well then i'd rather you know do that because that's just something i never grew up with so, yeah. okay i oh, get cool. you yeah all right you guys um we are going to start discussing guys stay tuned
right, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> this week, we are taking a look at Disney Marvel original Hawkeye. Sorry, guys. I w- we were like, we were taking like a little break. With, I was drinking some some beverage and I was like, tr- I tried to cover up my burp, but I like covered it up like over the mic. And he was just like, that sounded amazing in my ears. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That's gross. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did say diva afterwards, which counts as an excuse me. You do. And it, yes. it, it works every time. It does work every time. All right. So, Hulk I. Um, let me ask you this. Um, when you rank. <gasps> fun game. Okay. Rank. Yes. The Avengers. Like your favorite. Like just subjectively. Okay. Now, here's my question. This is where I'm going to get a little technical. Are we talking like Avengers from like the first movie where it's just Thor, Cap, Hulk, Iron Man? Or are we talking like. In game, where you include Ant Man, Black, like all of them. But which Avenger team? Because it kind of evolved over time. Just do it. How, I'm trying to figure out who I have to select from. Just do top five. We'll do that. Top five? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to assume it's the selection of everybody. Um, I would say my favorite Avenger is probably going to be Thor. Agreed. Um, quickly and followed. Quickly followed by. Iron Man. Okay. Then Captain. Okay. Um, Black Panther. Okay. And fifth one, I, I don't know if it's going to be... Because Hulk kind of lost it for me. If we're going based off just the movies, when he was like Hulk and Banner and he could talk, like that he, was weird. That's when he started getting hot to me. That's when I started. I was like, okay, I was like, okay let but, me get into that. But Hulk from like... Thor three, where he was like, yes. could talk a little bit, Ragnarok. but was still like the oh, like that was like good Hulk. That was hot Hulk. Like like that, I could do as number five, but like smart talking's like it. I don't know. So if, with that in mind, probably Spider Man for fifth. I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out and say Peter Parker. Okay, I would say Thor. Okay, extreme close second would be Black Panther okay. because obviously I'm black and and Black Panther was pretty bad. Was badass to be to be to be to be fair, like super very badass. very. Um, and then I would say three for me would be Doctor Strange. Just because like any kind of magic thing with like hands and shit, I'm like, I'm gonna work with you and a cape moment. A cape moment? Yeah, I get that. A cape? And you get to wear it like and it actually does shit, it's not just there for fun. Yes, please. Um, and then I would say fourth would be probably Captain America. Yeah. That's America's ass there. I would say that. I would. Say, I think I would say that. No, I'd probably say fourth to be Ant Man. See, I like him because I like the. I think I like the actor and, and him more. And I think fifth would be Vision. I, eh. You're welcome. We're not going to debate that. But I mean, you know, you don't don't try and debate. Don't try and debate my choices. Okay, it's your choice. I'm not going to say it you're wrong. My choice. My body. My choice. <laughs> Um, that's also the order in which I would sleep with them. <laughs> I was going to get there. I'm kidding. If that was the case, it would, it would be a whole different order. That <laughs> Hulk. One. Hulk, Hulk. Thor. No, it'd be Thor, and then it'd be, and it'd be Captain America, then it'd be, then it'd be Hulk from Ragnarok. Ragnarok on. Um, and then it would be... I don't think I find any other ones attractive. I love how none of us picked any of the Guardians of the Galaxy or... Oh my god. Like you forgot, like Groot and like I would all actually, of those. Actually, I mean, it's just top five though, because in top ten, I would say that Rocket would be in the top ten, like probably number six. Captain Marvel would probably be like my eighth or something. Bland. 
Um, she's Blanzies. I'm sorry. She's Blanzies. I'm waiting for her new movie where they actually bring in like new characters. I liked her better outside of that movie. I liked her better when she came in later toward the end and she was like, look, I got shit to do. What do we need? And they're like, uh, why can't you do this? She's like, I've got a whole galaxy. Can we like wrap this up? Like, her like scenes that. in Endgame were shot before her movie. See, I like that girl better, mm. but it's whatever. Uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Let's look at Hawkeye. Um, so, um, Hawkeye, the small synopsis is basically Clint Barton unwillingly takes on a protege named Kate Bishop. That's about it. What the hell? That's it. I mean, it's, it's pretty concise. Yeah. Um, but the main, um, but we'll, we'll talk about characters that we'll, that we'll mention the plot. Um, so obviously you guys, you know who the characters are. We have Jeremy Renner. He's playing Clint Barton. Has been for Sorry, so many years now. Yes, yes, yes. So many, I, I believe he's like 88 years old um, in real life. <laughs> no, he's old. Um, he is 50. Is he really? 51. He just turned He turned 51 on January 7th. I did not. I mean, I thought he was like mid-40s. He's like the only white guy that's aging well in the entire universe. Well. <laughs> not the only one. I'm sorry. Um, so obviously he plays Hawkeye. No backstory needed. True. Um, we also have sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh, but the, uh, the next one, Kate Bishop, is kind of the new main character, right? It's played by Haley Haley Steinfeld, who I will say I love Haley Haley Stein Steinfeld Steinfeld. Um, I want to say Steinfeld so much whenever I hear her name. I saw her opening for Charlie Puth about four years ago because I like some of her music. Her music is really cool. I thought she was amazing in Bumblebee. Loved her in Bumblebee. I don't think I've seen that one. Bumblebee. Yeah, she was good in that. Like Bumblebee was actually pretty fucking cute. Okay. You should watch it. Honestly, you should watch it. It's really cute. She's good. Um, but she plays Kate Bishop, who is just like, I want to say college student who um, who is really, really adept at archery because she saw Hawkeye fighting in the Battle of New York outside of her apartment way back when she was like 10. She's adept at like everything. She like the whole opening scene is literally her learning judo, horse riding, gymnastics, yeah. archery. Like she she trains her body to be like the perfect anything. Right. Um, we have they brought, they brought the big guns with Vera Farmiga uh, playing Eleanor Bishop, who is Kate Bishop's mom. She runs a security company, Rich Bitch. Yes, and that's kind of all you really get about her to like sort of towards the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, and we're gonna have to talk about who the main characters are. We have Tony Dalton, who plays Jack Duque, 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 like Dukey. Is that what you said? Say his name. I would say Duquesne. No. It's Jack Duque. That's what they say on the show. Like Duque. Like Dukey. Okay. I mean, great. sure. Whatever. Uh, who, um, I don't know who Tony Dalton is, but I will say that I was like, ew. And then like toward like episodes four, five, or six, I was like, am I on board with you? Would I sleep with you? Well, I he think, gr- he grew on me. I think I would sleep with you. I think I would. I think by the end of the series, I was like, you're one of those people who would leave me alone. You're persistent. See, he's like, I love the scene, and I don't think this is a spoiler, where like, again, he's French. Yes. But he doesn't get American sayings. Yeah. So he always messes them up, and like, when he starts to like say certain things, I it's know. hilarious. I about that, yeah. Like, that was endearing. So he plays, he basically plays um, Eleanor Bishop's boyfriend. Fiance. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not sure who, where else we would go. Cause a lot of these people weren't really in the whole series, but I feel like those are like the four main ones. Yeah. The only other big draw that people were aware of, um, if you've seen black widow was, uh, Florence Pugh 
playing uh, Yelena Belova, which was Black Widow's sister. I actually was surprised that she was in this. I didn't, I didn't know that was happening. So yeah, if you'd ever seen Black Widow, the ending scene, I'm not trying to spoil it here, but it's about time. It's on Disney+. Plus. They show her getting an assignment to kill Hawkeye. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, so that, that's why like they planned it for her to be in this show. Oh, I thought it was random. No. <laughs> that's it, how much... That, you, you all, look, you all know I don't fucking pay attention to things. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so that was the big one. But she's only in about the last three, so she's about half the series. Uh, yeah. So um, those like our main characters and everything. As far as like the plot, um, this plot really is, um, basically, it is to me. I'm gonna say the plot is Glenn Barton. Un- I'm gonna say part of it. I'm gonna say it. I'm extended. Unwillingly takes on a protege, Kate Bishop, while he is trying to settle his debts and while she is trying to figure out what why did she start being weird oh because of him she was kind of drawn in because of him but unknowingly she's just nosy so the thing is she does not trust jack Duquet, her mom's fiance right k bishop does not so she ends up getting pulled into Hawkeye's an elaborate hoax. Yes, Hawkeye's <laughs> like p- sorted past yeah. because you find the Ronin gear that he wore as a mercenary or killer in Endgame. Well, I was trying to skip through all that, but it's yeah, the, the first episode. This is what MJ does. MJ likes to like he knows that I'm I'm tiptoeing around things, and then he comes in and just stomps all over it. Look again, it's the first episode. I I'm not gonna like go into more spoilers till later. Like, I'm not even making eye contact with you right now. Like I'm looking at the wall. <laughs> At least you're not burping into my mic. Like, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. But no, so yeah. So like she pulls, she she gets pulled in because she witnesses or finds this suit. Annoying. Yeah. yeah, And and that's where she, so that's where Clint kind of runs into her because he's trying to get rid of his past. Right. Correct what happened while he was running. Well, I don't think he knew that was what was going on. Well, true. But yes, that's how they met. Yeah. So she just kind of, she kind of just was in because she's nosy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Exactly. Kind of situation. And then he's like, thanks for dragging all this bullshit up, bitch. I mean, uh, this yes. shit was dead until you came along. Um, but can we talk about the main bad guys, the tracksuit mafia? Yeah, I was a little annoyed by that. Well, it, I think it's literally, if you've played the Spider-Man games, I think it's the same like general everyday bad guys that break into places that's in the games. Mm. So I think that's actually a part of Spider-Man and kind of like his universe. Mm. Could be. Um but yeah, so that was uh, that's basically the plot there. So we're going to end the spoiler territory. You know, it's been snowing in Kentucky, so we got quite a few inches of snow. So we're going to put on our snow boots, our duck boots, if you have duck boots. You know, I have some Sperry duck boots that I found that I really like, mm-hmm. and they are not insulated at all. I'm actually pretty pissed about it. See, that. I got the bean boots. I, I just was like, you know, screw it. I've heard some things where other shoes don't match up. I'm just going to spend the money on the actual Sperry's ones. These were not good. My mom was like, why are my toesies cold? And my toesies are freezing. But we're, we're going to trek through here. We're going to get yeah. in there, in the depth, into the deep, into the deep snow. snow. We're walking through it, you guys. We're going to crunch through it. Crush, 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 crush. That's, is that good? Is that good? Sure. We'll, we'll imagine that's snow noises. You're welcome. Um, okay, so. So if you don't want to get spoiled, I would say jump ahead about eight minutes. Right. So you can start. Okay. Because I always start with something that's inconsequential and not a spoiler. So I'm always like, what is, what's up with that Christmas tree? I don't understand it. Like, so, Okay. And, and this is where I want to know. The the big reveal at the end, 
the leader of the tracksuit mafia, the head honcho that they introduced the very last episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. is the same actor who played that character in Daredevil. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I liked, I, I, and I always liked him. I thought, I, I think did he, a great job. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, just to yes, you know his name. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is, um, was the best part of the Daredevil TV show. He and Mrs. D'Onofrio commands what it doesn't matter what he's in. He he commands it. I love him. He's just great. He's aged a little bit, but he still he, he still embodies. controls he's, that role. He's a big ass man. Yeah. And I think I, when I think about Kingpin, I think about the old Spider-Man cartoon mm-hmm. and how he's like humongous on the oh, cartoon. Yeah. Like he it looks. I mean, he is probably like. And I always say this, I always say, because top tier in my mind of, of superhero comic casting to me is always going to be Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. And I think that Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is like the next one. Oh, it's perfect. Definitely in there. But coincide with who was in Spider-Man No Way Home is Daredevil and the Netflix shows now canon. Are they going to be able to bring in Luke Cage Iron Fist. Hopefully not all those, but I, whatever. I, I would be okay with Luke Cage. Luke Cage I liked. Jessica Jones I could stomach. But... but And I like her as an actress. I just don't like it. Is, and this is where it gets fuzzy because of the whole multiverse and blah, blah, blah. Is that the Kingpin from Daredevil? Or is that him? He just looks like it and he still is Kingpin. Like, like that's where I, I want to know, is this now setting Netflix shows up as canon and you can pull in Daredevil? Because Daredevil popping into a random show or a movie would be awesome. Like the actual like hero, not the lawyer, general everyday person. I think Marvel right now doesn't really know what they're doing. If I'm being honest, true. If I'm being honest, I'm not saying that the stuff they're making is bad. I'm saying that they don't really know what they're doing. So right now they're just like, well, they don't really have a plan. So they're kind of like, well, why not? We could just use the whole timeline multiverse mm-hmm. as an escape or answer to this question. And so, which is, I think a big part of it is that. They purchased all of those properties from Fox and Sony and That's everything. Another conversation we're in well, but, but they're they're trying to like clean up all the like debris and stuff they inherited. I don't think they're cleaning up. I think they're just shoveling it somewhere. I mean, well, well, they're trying to like tie off loose ends. Like, like I'm not trying to spoil Spider. Like, like they did that with Spider-Man: No Way Home. They're trying to tie up because Netflix shows were made by Netflix, so they're never going to really be on Disney. So, are they going to use? those characters or are they going to recreate those characters i don't think they're trying to tie up i think they're actually just making way more avenues for them to for them to escape when they do put themselves into a hole well and and i think they're trying to tie in the characters that were already there so like they Mm. like they had a good like daredevil the guy who played him and the way that character came out netflix everybody loved him why would you not want to reuse him they're giving themselves a way to reuse that character i don't think that's smart this, this time around sorry i think kevin feige has a little bit up there like store in the back i don't um so <laughs> regardless um regardless um some of the bigger uh things in this show um is like we said we said before kate kind of sees hawkeye back when she was a child kind of like during the battle of new mm-hmm. york and all that and that's what kind of propels her to want to be this um and when she kind of is able to kind of run into clint barton hawkeye or whatever i actually she's like I'm going to be your partner. I'm going to be your partner. Like that's her big, huge thing. Like she's a rich girl who doesn't want to act like she's like, but I'm a rebel, you know, kind of, kind of personality. Well, because, and, and we kind of glossed over, she loses her father in, in the that battle. battle of New York. Yes. And I think her father was a huge component of 
how she identifies as a child. Mm. And she never really, I mean, she liked her mother. She's her mother, but I don't think she had like that friendship aspect. Yeah. So that's where she's trying to like, she idolized her dad. She's trying to she's live a daddy's up. girl. Yeah. She's trying to live up to that ideal on top of becoming someone who can protect the family so that she doesn't lose somebody again. All right. So, and, and then when we start really getting into the, into the plot of this particular show, like, like we said, Ronan kind of pops in at this point. Like mm-hmm. she accidentally, you know, puts on that costume and people are like, Ronan's back, Ronan's back, Ronan's back. And as we all know from watching the movies, Clint Barton was Ronan. And Ronan unwittingly pissed off the heir to the tracksuit mafia. Um, and now they're like, oh my gosh, this is our chance to, to kill him. So that's how Kate gets kind of pulled into mm-hmm. this is because now they're like well who is she she's ronin yeah and they're like and obviously that doesn't make any sense because she's like 12 and they're like what was she ronin when she was in diapers like exactly like she's like 22 but you know what i mean you see ronin um but that's the whole thing is like now all his past is getting drawn up that he never really resolved mm-hmm. way back in the day and the people that he's that you know he had hurt during that time are now coming back to be like yo 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 which 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 brings in um the heir which is uh, Maya who is uh whose father was killed by Ronan yes and she is the head of the tracksuit mafia ish and she's also um I love that she was a deaf actress in this I love that I thought that was great I was gonna bring that up so compared to our other show we recently watched with a deaf actor so mm-hmm. um only murders in the building yes did you like how they incorporated the deafness or like lack of sound in this show more yeah. or did you like the experimental episode from nowhere no only murders in the building i thought the one in, or, or i thought the one in only murders in the building was 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 good and they tried too hard mm-hmm. i liked it this one i like it when it's more seamless like they just kind of were like we know what's going on and we know that she's deaf and we we don't need to talk about that or explain that yeah and um i mean they do explain uh hawkeye's partial deafness which was cool to see and kind of nice to know. Well, I like the way they explain where they're like, Oh, what happened here? You know, why can't you hear anything? And like, they do like a montage of all the explosions he'd yeah. been in. And he's like too hard to determine. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I thought that was cute. Um, and then, and, but we also see, um, the biggest thing with this is also like Clint Barton is trying to spend actual Christmas with his family. Cause oh, he's, yeah. he's never around. So we do have his kids. We have Linda Cardellini who pops up in this for, for a little bit, who I love and fucking everything that she's in as well. <laughs> uh, ever since Scooby-Doo days, like give me some Linda Cardellini. I'm on it. Uh, and then we can, we, and we can, before we go into everything else, we can kind of throw in the Yelena aspect of this. So Yelena kind of pops in later. Cause the big, the big thing is like Kate thinks that her mom's fiance is basically a murderer. Yeah. Or tied to a murder yep. of some whatever, just because she's like holding a torch for her dad and she's like, you can't replace him, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Um, but she actually starts to kind of respect him and kind of like him at mm-hmm. the end, which, which I will say, I loved how they did that because they did really, I mean, they flipped it on all of us very quickly. And I noticed that like I actually was kind of laughing at him and then like they cut to her and she was laughing and I was like, oh, he fucking got us. Like I said, he, he grew on he us. He got us. Oh, yeah. So I do love that. But Yelena, so she she comes in assuming Clint was the one who killed Natasha, her sister. Right. right, right. And she wants revenge and she's given the opportunity for revenge. Right. But I appreciate what they brought with her character because all these characters who had been, I don't know, turned to dust and disappeared in the the blip and were brought back. She's the first character you saw who disappeared and then reappeared five years later and like the surroundings of her like house and everything changed and how she walked out and people are like, who are you? Like she's, I think the first person you really experienced maybe 
maybe a little bit in um, WandaVision, they showed people coming back at that hospital and confusion mm. in, ensued. Mm. But uh, like she walks out and like the bathroom's now green and the light switches and the like, you know, light fixtures have changed and she walks out and her friend who lived in that house is like, you've been gone for five years. We didn't know where you ended up. Like, like I, ex- I like that kind of growth of the character mm-hmm. and how she had to come to terms with like, Natasha's now dead. Here's what happened. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think, um, I think that, I think there's two things that I didn't, I didn't enjoy. I, I liked you. I loved Elena and Black Widow. Yes. I actually thought the combination of her, Rachel Vice, and, and David Harbour, like that, and not, not that, not that this count Scarlett Johansson because her character is really just a lot, a lot more serious, mm-hmm. but the combination of those three, I thought was really, 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 really good in that movie. Elena's comedy was um, amazing. I thought she was almost too much in this one. I thought that it was almost too put on. And I think like once you got to like the episode five and six, I feel like she kind of like, it was almost like she had, I think they try. I think she just, I think she finally settled into it. Cause it was almost like when she came in, I was almost like, it's almost too, she's not that quippy. Like it's, it, she doesn't have to have a, it doesn't have to be joke after joke, after joke, after joke. It doesn't have to do that. Like she was all to me in the movie of black widow. She was very subtle subtly funny like she would say something and it'd be kind of funny and i think she was like that toward the end but she was i feel like it was almost too much well like when she like when her and kate had that like running through the hallway fight and like when they were like taking a breather she's like that was a nice kick like and they were just kind of going back and forth that's when i think she hit her groove yeah i think the writers kind of let her do her thing i think that they brought her on too strong in a, in a way i feel the same about kate's character um did you catch and i'll before going to kate's character did you catch the slight nod to black widow like the first opening scene when yolanda was revealed no i don't remember anything didn't we talk about this <laughs> in black widow when she's a little kid in the very first opening scene what she went for dinner macaroni and cheese when she breaks into kate's apartment what she make i made really good mac and cheese it's delicious like the little no nods. one remembers that shit but good on you yeah remember it's just, well i also watched black widow like right before that so it's, oh. um yeah i also felt like i, I like Haley steinfeld a lot yes I do think they did. I I, I think that they, I, for me, is she supposed to be, she's supposed to be the strong character and yes, she's meeting her idol and all. So I guess I can forgive it, but I thought she was just a little too needy. She came on very strong and very, I get and that's part strong, of her character. Needy, like extremely neat. I was just like, does she real like this is, almost, she, ugh, I don't know. It just, she kind of annoyed me. And then for probably half the time I was annoyed by her. I just didn't really, I was like, I don't really love her. She's kind of annoying the shit out of me. When she's trying to come into her own, she's trying to prove herself to Hawkeye. She's realizing, is this what I want to do? Do I want to be an Avenger? Like, he, like she's coming to terms with everything she's spent her entire life with preparing for right. in this moment. I think, I mean, that was the point. Like, she, I mean, to see her grow up, but yeah, that was it. Um, I think we're doing spoiler territory, you guys. It's cold. Let's knock the sh- you know the snow off our boots. Burr. Let's go back and oh. let's go sit by the fire, warm up a little bit. Oh, shiver! <laughs> Did you see that? That's me. Shiver. Did we just make this podcast like triple X rated? No, just shivering. That's just you can't really you can't really make a sound for shiver. So I'm just so you moaned. Shiver. It was a, it was a whisper. Okay. Um, I think we can, we can slide directly into Bay, Bay of the Week. Yeah, Bay of the Week. Bay of the Week. Yay. Do you want to go first? Or can we go first? You go first, because I don't know where your head's at in this one. I actually think that Bay of the Week is pretty simple, and I think that it literally needs to be Clint Barton, because okay. we don't really get to see, and, I, and and this could be a cop-out, but we don't really get to, he's one of those characters we didn't 
you know, he's a background character. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. want to say background character, but he's a backup singer. He's like a keyboardist or a drummer, you know? That's, that's where he is in this band. And <laughs> Look I, at the musical on the show, yes. <laughs> and I... I like that he's getting I like that he's getting a moment. And I think that for me, I think that Jeremy Renner was a greatness. I think that he was the thing kind of holding it all together. Do I think everybody else was 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 good? Yeah, but he was the one person in the whole show I didn't have any issues with when it came to his acting. I had no issues with how I felt he, his story was coming through. I loved everything as far as his emotion. I could see everything that he was doing. I understood his story. I understood where he was going. Every step he took, I was like, okay, Jenna Renner, I'm with you. You know? So that's what, I mean, it just, I just think it has to be him. I agree. But, and I say this, I'm just saying this one devil's advocate thing. I think he had the ability to do that because how many more years has he had time with this character to develop who it is and and realizing how he's going to think and everything else? So he... Or like Kate Bishop was introduced new and you had to figure out who she was and sell her to the audience. Clint Barton is a defined character who is known and has had what six movies he's, that he's been in now. Like he knows who that character is. He can act that character out better and knows him better than, you know, Steinfeld knows Kate Bishop or Yelena's actor knows Yelena. Like he, that's why he did so well, I think. But to counterpoint that, when we watched WandaVision, I didn't think that, Mary Olson? No, it's not Mary Olson. Ashley Olson? No, wasn't Ashley. What's the bitch's name? It's Mary, one of the Olson. Mary Kate Ashley. Elizabeth Olson. Yeah. Uh, I, had to, I had to go Mary Kate Ashley Elizabeth. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth Olson. I didn't think that she was the best in that. And she's been she's been Wanda for, I don't know, however fucking four, long. About as long, four or five movies. Almost as long as, as, as Clint Barton. So well, true. I don't think, I, I think that that's a non issue. Okay. But no, I agree. I, I think he was the best. Like, like I said, I think he sold the character. He was kind of the grounding factor. In the entire show, he wasn't the super needy, super whiny girl. He wasn't it was, person it, after, I, I liked yeah. everything he was in. Yeah, I think they wrote. I mean, and and I will give you the point of like they know how to write his character. Yes, I will say that, and and that that could contribute to it. But that also says everybody else step up, step step up, because like in WandaVision, yeah, Vision and Wanda know their character, but we gave it to Agatha because they stepped up. But she's also a well-established actress. All the other people in the show, besides you know Kingpin and stuff are younger actors who Haley Stoffel's been a ton of shit. She's in Dickens, yeah. she's in Dickinson in, on Apple TV. True. She's true. been she's been a ton of stuff. She's been a ton of good movies. I've liked her in every single movie she's been in. She's been a movie actress. I like her music. Like she is very well rounded. I just don't like the way they wrote her character, if I'm being honest. Vera yeah. Vera Farmiga is an Oscar nominee. She might be an Oscar winner. I don't know if she won for Up in the Air or not, but she's an Oscar nominee. Okay. So they had some you know, to to that to that point, to that point, they did have some 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 heavy hitters. All right, in here, but what do you think? Yeah, it'll it's Clint Barton. Yay, Jeremy Renner, Clint Barton. The there we go. Uh, so I already know what you're gonna say. Is this a watch or not? Yes. Okay. I I'm trying to think the best way to put this. So. Comic books to me, when you hear that term, I instantly think of like the classics, the Supermans, the Thors, like the people who just have almost godlike powers or abilities or things that normal people can't attain. Mm-hmm. I usually strayed away from people like Hawkeye or Daredevil or people who, I mean, Daredevil had somewhat of an ability, but like the more grounded, gritty, like 
normal everyday vigilantes. I like what they did with Hawkeye in this one. I think it pushes character a little further. I like that they're handing the like the responsibility off to the new guard. Like you're having, you know, Haley Steinfeld be the new Hawkeye. You're you're having Yelena kind of take on the responsibility as a Black Widow. You like you're you're getting all these new people who are like the younger versions and they're building up a new generation. So again, I like the show for what it sets up for the new one because again, they're cleaning up some of the past things of, of Marvel that like we talked about earlier. They're just developing characters and the story and the world of Marvel to me. And cool. I just like it. it. It improved on everything that was already there. Cool. Um, yes, I don't think you need it. I mean, I, I, and, and to be fair, I mean, uh, all, all the Marvel all the Marvel shows that, that we've, we've watched, I don't think you need any of them. I don't think that they're needed. I think that I'm going to say the same thing I said for the other two. I think that if you are a, a huge Marvel fan, or maybe even a huge Hawkeye fan, then yeah, of course, you, you've already watched it. You don't need me to say whether to watch it or not. You've already done it. Yeah. But in my opinion, I, I, out of, I just don't, I think that these Marvel shows are grasping at straws. I don't think any of them are really that great. But if I had to, if I had to rank them, I would say this is the better of the other two. I would say when it yes. comes to a clear, concise story, um, basically that's it. The, the story was This is number four. What are the other ones? Loki, One of Vision, oh, yeah, and yeah, Winter Soldier yeah, and uh Loki. and Falcon. Um this is the one to me that has like the most clear concise story. And and that's really the only thing for me that puts it like above all the others. I mean I understood the story of the other ones, but they were just so I feel like they were almost too convoluted in a way. Um I don't think you need it. I think you could skip this and be fine um, and just keep going to the movies and watching them do two hour movies like, you know, really, really, really well. I think that they are just half assing some of these TV shows. I just don't like it. I'm sorry. It's okay. And, and this brought up, this is my one complaint about the TV shows and what they're bringing. I love that they're expanding the universe. I love that you're getting the ability to see like a weekly episode and you're getting more Marvel. I, I like that because I like the, the actual like genre. Mm-hmm. But now seeing the preview for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the new one. And where they start referencing the shows that have been on Disney Plus to where now to have people understand some of the background for the characters in the theater, you're now saying you have to subscribe to our streaming service. And like that, I don't like because now you're limiting the ability for people to understand the full backstory if they want to go watch it and find it out. That's the only thing I don't like about these shows. Yeah, I just I just don't think that they're done well. I just I, I think that I think that I'm gonna go back to my original point. I think they're I think they're grasping at straws. I don't think that they really have a full on plan. I think they're just kind of throwing things at the wall and being like, we'll connect these dots later. That's what I think. But every single show they've done, I think besides Loki, is based off of a comic run that's already been done and written from about ten years ago. Okay, well that's cute. That's cute. No, I still think I'm I still think they're doing it well. But that's okay. just me. I don't. I mean, the shows aren't. I mean. T- I mean, we, we, the shows are not bad. They're not bad mm-hmm. shows. I just don't think that you need to waste your time. Fair enough. For me. For this. For me. Okay. For those. For me. All right. Cool. All right, guys. Oh, season three, episode one done, everybody. Whoop, whoop. Um, tune in next. How do we end this shit again? <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Again, <laughs> If you haven't had a chance to, we do have a Patreon now. Yeah. Please go support the podcast. Um, please like the show. Leave a review. Leave us a comment. Let us know if there's a show you want us to review that we haven't had the chance to even look at or think of. And also on that tip, um, if there is a show that you've been watching for a long time and you're like, this will be really cool. It's like a house to binge. 
not necessarily a new show, but like something where you're like, you know, this show's really good. I bet that they, I bet that Jane and MJ would love this. Mm-hmm. Send it to us. We'll watch season one of it. And if we both love it, then it'll be a hot off the bitch episode. And we'll give you a shout out on that episode as well. So send us those as well. Yay. Cool. All right, guys. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And don't forget about Instagram, you guys, at watchornotpod. Don't forget you can support the pod by joining our Patreon at watchornot with Jay and MJ. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Talk to you soon. Thank you.